just uh, I just realized I downloaded the Anchor app, and maybe I should make a podcast. Um, what should my first episode be? <laughs> uh, I I'm I'm having a hard time Matt, reconnecting with my sense of humor because the last two years have just been shit. And I was thinking maybe I need to start my podcast, but the only things I want to talk about are kind of heavy. Like, the Playboy stuff that's been coming out has really been interesting. And I always thought it was interesting that Playboy managed to kind of have this like they almost seemed protected or accepted whereas all the other uh, girly magazines or men's magazines were just treated like pornography treated like trash but Hugh Hefner managed to have this like upscale image and so all this stuff now that's been coming out with all these women talking about all the bad things that were really happening behind the scenes. It seems now to me like that was part of the whole thing, you know, like making one of the porn magazines kind of acceptable so that all of the powerful people had a place to kind of access you know, young women and young girls through an acceptable port, for lack of a better word. And then they'd have the other pornography magazines to kind of use as scapegoats to blame for the crimes that they were actually participating in. Because when you hear these women talking now, a couple of them have said that Hugh Hefner raped them. And what's really interesting, a lot, all of it's interesting. What's really interesting is that they, they said that he raped Dorothy Stratton. And that's kind of what I want to talk about. Because Dorothy Stratton, the case of Dorothy Stratton always stuck out in my mind. Like, you know, I was a kid. I grew up in the 70s and 80s. And I didn't, you know, I didn't know who she was, but... You heard about when she was murdered. It was like, it was one of those things that was kind of in the in the zeitgeist. And now that the whole Hugh Hefner thing came out, I started digging and I didn't really understand. Like she was pretty innocent and naive. So she was this girl, she was only 18 years old and she was actually 17 years old when she was quote unquote discovered by the guy who they blamed for killing her. Um, I should look up his name so I can get these names right. But he supposedly found her working at a Dairy Queen. And uh, she talks about it too, how she said, oh, I was working. I don't think she said she was working at the Dairy Queen at the time, or maybe she was. I was working at Dairy Queen, and this handsome man came in with a beautiful blonde fur coat. Sorry, it's the middle of the night. (laughs) That's when I always want to record these things, because I I work all day, and then I don't have any ideas for what I want to do until 
my brain rests for a little while and then it's the middle of the night and then I don't have any energy to make a anything good. <laughs> I'm a fucking going in circles. But anyway, let me just look up his her boyfriend's name, Dorothy Stratton. Let's see. Oh, Paul Snyder. That's his name. Okay. So she supposedly met this guy, Paul Snyder. He sauntered into the Dairy Queen, I believe it was. And he was like, oh, you know, you're a pretty girl. And so he told her she could be in Playboy. And she was very raised, very um, conservatively. Like her parents were very, like, just kind of respectful people. She was a very intelligent girl. She was very, very polite, very respectful, very modest. And so, but she was just naturally beautiful. So she was, you know, a magnet for this creepy guy, her boyfriend, who was kind of a pimp of a guy. Um, and so she got permission from her mother to like do a photo shoot. And uh, she did a photo shoot and they sent, the, and he's, you know, Snyder sent the pictures to Playboy. And right away, Playboy wanted to fly her out. So now what's interesting, you learn now about Hugh Hefner in hindsight how controlling he was with all these girls. And he's talk, they were talking about all the girls that lived in the girls next door, that reality show, you know, fast forward to the early 2000s. And, you know, how he had this thing where he would give them an allowance and he would make them sit, stand there while he cleaned up dog poop. And while he cleaned up the dog poop, he would lecture them on all the things they did to displease him. And then he would give them a thousand dollars each but if he if they didn't spend the money uh by the time they got a new allowance he would give them less and they weren't allowed to really work and they weren't allowed to date and so when I'm listening to this I'm like why the hell were these women doing this it was literally just to compete to be known as this like playboy playmate because that was some kind of status symbol but then they were talking about the sex life with Hefner and that was equally disturbing and gross like he was just always trying to give them quaaludes like basically wanted them like unconscious or like just totally unable to like refuse whatever was going on and and like you know forcing himself on girls and I don't know. It's just, and then the women were just like pushing the girls into it. And it was just a very abusive environment. So now go backwards in time to Dorothy Stratton again. Dorothy Stratton showed up, I believe, after after Barbie Benton. So Hugh Hefner kind of sort of had this like normal romantic relationship with Barbie Benton. It seemed like, I don't think they were swingers or anything. I think that it was a monogamous relationship. She was like a wholesome, beautiful girl. I think that he still had some of his sanity left. But I think something happened after Barbie Benton broke up with him. And he suddenly realized that he couldn't keep people there, even if he wanted them and loved them. Because I think he really loved Barbie Benton. But he also wanted to participate in all this other stuff and... She probably just got, you know, grew up. She matured and was like, okay, I want to have a normal life, like a sane person, just like one-on-one. -on -one. 
And so he, I think he just snapped. I think Hugh Hefner snapped at that point and became a much darker person because supposedly when uh, Dorothy Stratton showed up, he was really trying to get her into his bed and she was resisting that because she was a wholesome girl and she kind of, and, and Paul Snyder was her boyfriend and she was kind of like, oh, and I don't, if, I don't even know if Paul Snyder really was her boyfriend or if they were saying that because he flew out as soon as Dorothy Stratton was like, yeah, Hugh Hefner is trying to get me in bed. Paul, Paul Snyder was like, you know, there all the time and now they were engaged and then they and you know it was like we're gonna get married and so they got married and it was said that Dorothy only um married Paul and Paul only married Dorothy to help protect her from ending up in Hugh Hefner's bed and so I found that really interesting because Hugh Hefner originally was going to make her playmate of I think they were going to make her playmate of the year and then they decided, and then Hugh Hefner decided maybe she wasn't ready. It was a little too much. But I think he, the reason he didn't give it to her is because she wouldn't sleep with him. And so he took it away. Like, oh, no, I'm not going to give it to you. That was his way of letting her know. Like, if you don't give me what I want, you're not going to get what you want. And so she, uh, you know, was always around the mansion. And I don't know if something happened with her and Hef where he finally, you know, decided to give her, um, the playmate of the year, the next year. But, um, that's around the time when Pete Bogdanovich, the director was, you know, connected with Dorothy and he wanted to put her in his movie. So now apparently Hugh Hefner found out that Dorothy had sex I think that's what happened, that Hugh Hefner found out that she had sex with Bogdanovich. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. And he got so angry, they said, you know, now that all these stories are coming out, that he, that Hugh Hefner grabbed her at the, at, at the grotto and anally raped her, Dorothy Stratton, while she was screaming, no, 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 because he, he was so angry that she refused his advances, but then had sex with like a Hollywood director. And Bogdanovich in his book later said that Hugh Hefner had, I believe he said he had, had attacked Dorothy. I'm not exactly sure what he said, but he definitely said that Dorothy had been abused by Hef. So then I started digging. Once I heard that Hugh Hefner raped Dorothy Stratton in front of people at the Playboy Mansion, I was like, that crazy that he did that and that he got away with it and that like nobody like, like everything just carried on like it was just like he did that so how many other times did he do that but um Dorothy then um Bogdanovich put her in his movie and he wound up making a much bigger part for her and so now she was gonna get a divorce from Snyder to marry Bogdanovich so she like totally passed over Hefner and that might be why he raped her like out of anger when he realized like 
maybe he realized at that moment that like Snyder, that wasn't even really a marriage, that it was just a, he was just placeholdering for her until she could marry somebody else. And I don't think Hugh Hefner liked Snyder at all because he, Snyder saw himself as a future Hugh Hefner and he was trying to learn as much as he could by hanging around the Playboy Mansion and asking questions. And then they kicked him out of the mansion. They wouldn't let him hang out at the mansion. So he, Hugh Hefner really hated Snyder because Snyder was in between him and this woman that he was trying to get because he thought he had a right to have sex with all of the playmate, playmates. And if he was bitter after the breakup with Barbie Benton, that would have made him even more crazed. Like, how could he not get this nice, wholesome girl? That's what he wanted, these, like, incredibly beautiful girls, but wholesome. Like, Dorothy was practically a virgin, you know? And so, and she was so, like, self-possessed and, and, and polished and professional-sounding. Like, she was just a very smart woman for a young teenager like that. And so... Hugh Hefner had a motive to want Dorothy and Snyder dead. Now, what's really interesting is when you start looking at the murder of Dorothy Stratton and Snyder, the police at the time thought it was staged because they thought it was staged to look like a murder-suicide. And, and... Snyder had um, been shopping around for a gun, but I think because he wasn't a jealous guy, like this is a, this guy was a pimp, and he had already he already had another girl lined up that he was gonna uh, work with because now that Dorothy was going mainstream into movies, he was looking for a new girl to kind of like work with, but he wouldn't have killed Dorothy because Dorothy was still his golden goose. She was going into Hollywood. They were still on good terms. Like she, she was, she literally went back to the apartment because when she was getting the divorce, the lawyers that were advising her that were probably given uh, lawyers from Playboy paid by Hugh Hefner, they probably told Hugh Hefner, yeah, she's going back to Snyder to to say goodbye to him because she Hugh Hefner probably was so controlling he probably specifically said tell her not to go back there and and you know because he wanted proof that she wasn't going to go back there like you know before he decided to maybe continue continuing to promote her with the magazine because he had just made her playmate of the year and now she was going to be in Bogdanovich's movie and he was probably so pissed that she was going to marry Bogdanovich but he was like, well, I could still get something out of this because he always wanted one of the Playmates to cross over and go mainstream to give Playboy an even bigger advantage in the commercial marketplace. And so, but he might have been such a jealous, possessive guy, like, I'm not going to help her anymore if she's going to just ride off into the sunset and never, ever give me what I want kind of thing. And never let me be part of her mainstream success. Because if she went off to be in Bogdanovich's movie and became a big Hollywood star and married Hugh Hefner, that would have made Hugh Hefner more acceptable. But by not marrying Hugh Hefner, she was, Hugh Hefner is perceiving that as, oh, you think I'm not good enough for you? Like, I'm not good enough for you to fuck and I'm not good enough for you to marry, but I'm good enough to put you in my magazine and I'm good enough to make you a star and I'm good enough to make you the star that Bogdanovich discovers and and puts you in his movie and now you think you're just going to ride off and be Marilyn Monroe without me? 
by your side. Now you have to remember Hugh Hefner had a thing for Marilyn Monroe and he took advantage of Marilyn Monroe and kind of psychologically raped her by using her pictures against her wills or her will in his debut issue of Playboy. And he had himself buried right next to Marilyn Monroe. So she could not even escape him. Like he wanted he wanted control of her while she was still alive. And how interesting that Marilyn died the way she did in her bed, drugged out, all fucked up, who knows how she died. So fast forward again, when Dorothy Stratton gets murdered, where does she get buried? She gets buried right opposite from the graves of Hugh Hefner and Marilyn Monroe, but in the ground, like not at the same level as Marilyn. Like, like he, you know, I'm sure he arranged her burial there. What's also interesting is after the murder of Dorothy Stratton, the police didn't call the next of kin. They called Hugh Hefner. So if the police helped Hugh Hefner arrange the murder of Dorothy Stratton, that would make sense that they called him first to let him know, okay, it's done. And then Hugh Hefner didn't call uh, Dorothy's family next of kin. He called Bogdanovich. And that's what a predator would do if he was behind the murder, if he was doing it out of jealousy because she was going to go marry Bogdanovich, he would love to be the one that called Bogdanovich to say, she's dead. The girl that you loved that you thought you were going to take from me, she's fucking dead. Now, what's interesting about the murder scene is that the police, like I said at the time, thought that it was a staged crime scene being made to look like a murder-suicide because of the way... um Paul Snyder's body was found. The gun that was used would have blown him backwards. It would have just blown him. It was a really high-powered gun that would have blown him backwards. And the way he was found was found laying forward on top of the gun. In fact, they couldn't even find the gun at first because of the way it was laying underneath his body. And it was almost like that's why they thought it was staged because they were like, there's no way the bu- that he could have been holding the gun and have had the gun fall in that position. It was as if the people who did it laid the gun underneath him so specifically as to make it completely, um, you know, anybody who thought, OK, he had to be the one with the gun because it's completely under his body, but it's not a natural way that it would have fallen or a natural way that he would have fallen. Another thing that was interesting was that there was a exercise, not an exercise, like a sex bench that, um, a custom made sex bench that Paul Snyder had made. He was going to try to market these things and sell them. And that thing was used in the crime. So the way the crime was promoted, and again, remember, Hugh Hefner is this like master marketer, master, you know, PR guy. Like, so he, all of the news about the murder is going to come through the filter of this world where the police call Hefner first to tell him what's happening. So the story of what's happening is totally controlled by Hefner and the police. And the story we hear is that Paul Snyder was the one that was so jealous that he went crazy and raped Dorothy and murdered her. But I think that the murder was arranged by Hugh Hefner. I don't know if it was that crazy that Hugh Hefner even showed up himself and participated in the in the rape of Dorothy uh before she was murdered by someone else. Uh 
I don't know if he just paid some guys and said, do what you want with her. And just, I don't know exactly what he said, but the police at the time were convinced that it was staged. And I am now convinced it was staged. And I am now convinced that Hugh Hefner had Dorothy Stratton and Paul Snyder murdered. Because the other thing is Paul Snyder was trying to... Paul Snyder uh, said that the the he got ripped off at the Playboy Mansion for his idea for Chippendales. And uh, the Chippendales costume was something that Dorothy Stratton designed. So the, the Hugh Hefner was totally seeing Paul Snyder as a threat to his enterprise. He saw that this guy had charisma, that he had a way with women, that he found Dorothy, that he still had a friendship with Dorothy, that Dorothy still trusted him enough. Even though they were getting divorced, she still saw him as a friend and was going back to the to the apartment to talk to him, to give him money. And I forget exactly what it was. So, and Paul Snyder had a date planned right after he was going to meet with Dorothy. So he wasn't planning to kill Dorothy. And the girl that he was meeting uh, right after uh, his meeting up with Dorothy at the apartment was the girl that he was gonna mentor next. She was another beautiful blonde chick roller skating and you know, hanging around the, the scene. And so she was waiting for him because they were supposed to go out and she's like, where is he? And so she was one of the people that found the bodies because she was waiting for him because they were supposed to go out. So he wouldn't have made a date and like he was, he and he was in a good mood, bef- like he had spoken to the girl that he had the date with uh, like, hey, yeah, yeah. so it's not like he could have been triggered. He knew Dorothy was divorcing him. He knew that she, she was marrying Bogdanovich. He knew that that was good for him, that he was going to now have a friend that was loyal to him in Hollywood. He never would have killed her. He wasn't jealous. He was he was fucking all kinds of girls. Hugh Hefner was the one that was jealous. Hugh Hefner had just gotten out of a long-term relationship with Barbie Benson that he was really, probably really pissed that she left him for another guy. And now here it was happening again. And he couldn't do anything to stop it. And he was not going to let her become famous. And not only that, I think I think that he probably just paid hitmen to just do whatever he wanted. But I think they filmed it. And I think it was turned into a snuff film. And I think this, And I think that that's where the name Star 80 comes from. Um, I have a feeling that the snuff film circulated around and that, that was the, the uh, that was probably the name that it was given. I have a feeling because there was there's always been rumors about and it's come out like in this whole thing now with all these playmates coming out that there was everything was videotaped at the mansion and that the the videotapes were used as blackmail. So who knows if the people that he paid to you know, do this to her. He might have just wanted it videotaped so that he could make sure that he didn't get blamed for it. So he might have wanted it filmed as a snuff film for that reason also. But I definitely think Hugh Hefner was behind the murder of uh, Dorothy Stratton and Paul Snyder. And there's no way you're going to ever be able to convince me otherwise. Now, Now that I've heard every horrible thing that's been coming out about the Playboy Mansion, about how controlling he was, about how demeaning he was. That whole thing about making the making the women stand there and watching him clean up dog poop 
while he criticizes them and tells them that they need to be better in bed and better do this for him and that for him. That's a psychopath. That's a torturer. That's a tormentor. That's a person that's capable of rape and murder. And the fact that people saw him rape Dorothy, like shortly before she was murdered, that's like not, that's like, that's not an accident. That that's a guy who's fucking raging raging and has the money to make you fucking pay for for not giving him what he wants so i think that's going to be my first uh podcast on anchor what do you think i think it's uh i think it's a good episode (laughs) rest in peace dorothy rest in peace paul i think dorothy was a, a really lovely young woman and it's really horrible Absolutely horrible that I really do believe Hugh Hefner murdered her. And and I I just can't even believe it he got away with it. <laughs>